Hi everyone, Cece here. In this episode, we have actor extraordinaire Jacob Gunter. He tells us about his experience in the theater, on film, and how to deal with fans. I hope you guys enjoy this one. All right, whenever you're ready, but where we are recording. Oh, all right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fight to Finish podcast. I am Cece. And I'm R1S. And we are your hosts for the Fight to Finish podcast. Today, we have a special guest, local actors, or as uh, in the industry, he's known as a thespian. Sorry, ladies, not a lesbian, a thespian. (laughs) We have Jacob Gunter. Hey, everyone. All right. So uh, today... We're just going to get to know Jacob a little bit, what he does, and how he survives as an actor outside of Hollywood. We have a question for you guys. So which one is the co-host? That's what I want to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not discuss this now, because I feel like... An, Always going to end up in trouble. A marriage is going to end somewhere. <laughs> all right, all right. You're right. We'll, we'll discuss offline how Arwen's the co-host. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> Just want to throw a little tidbit in there. <laughs> so, uh, Jacob, let's start with who you are and what you do. Really, like, what does like what kind of acting do you do? Um, well, I am an actor. My name is Jacob Gunter. Um, I've done all all kinds of acting. There's some <laughs> I haven't done. <laughs> let's elaborate on that later. <laughs> Well, I started with. So you're saying adult films? Uh, just strictly adult film. That is, gotcha, that is gotcha. all that I work on. Uh, my family loves to watch me. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Grandma. <laughs> she was impressed. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna move on from that. Um, I have not done any adult films. No, I Yet. started with theater. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Um, I started with theater, and um, over time. I realized that I wasn't going to be able to get to where I want to be with sticking solely to theater, um, specifically because the kind of jobs that I have to work while um, in this industry are mo- have mostly been night jobs for me. Oh, okay. And so with theater, that have like brought in the money that I need to live in the area that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so theater is specifically generally a very nighttime activity. You know, you rehearse either Monday through Friday or Tuesday through Sunday or different things like that. I've had plenty of different schedules, but it's always at night. So that really clicked with my job. So I switched mm-hmm. over to film a while ago, but I didn't start um, fully, fully jumping into it until probably March of this year. And I've been very fortunate with what I've received. Awesome. That's awesome. So what, with your experience with both theater and film, which would you say you prefer as an actor to do? Regardless, mm. like if you got paid the same amount, which would you do? Theater. Theater? Yeah. It's just, it's it's the raw form of acting, you know, it's raw emotion, it's raw, everything is so, um, I guess, extreme, so you get to feel the entire range of the human experience when it comes to it. So question, um, is it, more, is it, pro- is it proper to say now as a theater actor and be that would call you know, denote you as a, a thespian as opposed to like, a, or can you call a, a film actor a thespian? Is that 
proper as well like how um, do you view it because it might it might be subjective sorry no it's good um from what i understand what a thespian is um it really is an actor in general uh, um i i never really thought about being a thespian in a in a film aspect i always thought it was mostly theater um but i suppose anyone who really goes out there and is a performer, I would say. Is it that's being, you know, you tell a story. Cool, cool. So how did how did you even get into acting? Where did, where did you begin? <laughs> Funny story. So we're ready to laugh, um, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> when make me I... laugh, funny man. <laughs> make me laugh. Okay, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I regret my decision. <laughs> All right, I'm out, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um. When I was in third grade, I saw my sister in a performance um, at the high school that she was at, and um, I don't know, to see her up there, I think she was slapping someone with a rubber chicken. Oh my god. Um, (laughs) This is interesting. (laughs) It was just, it was funny, because... she was completely different, like night and day on stage and at home. Um, I never saw oh, her she, slap. She anyone. doesn't. She doesn't slap people. At no, home I, 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 I didn't see that at home. So, um, but it was just it. That was the moment that really intrigued me. I was reading a book recently. Um, can't remember what it's called. It it was. I'll think. I'll probably think of it later. But the guy pretty much describes how. He, Everyone gets their gets the bug at some point. All actors get the bug. Mm-hmm. Um, all filmmakers get the bug. Um, and so, when you go to performances, there's always going to be that one performance that sticks out to you at some point, and you just fall in love with it. And that was kind of my moment. Was um, the rubber chicken? The rubber chicken. And that was <laughs> that was <laughs> that was when um, I realized the the extent of what it means to be, I guess, a person, which is kind of weird to say. Um, the fact that you are, you can be a wide range of anything. And that was kind of when I started figuring out that there's no real, which is so funny. I was in like third grade here. Remember? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you were young. I was young. I was, I was, I was tiny. Um, relatively speaking, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I would say that was when it all started. Um, at that point forward, I remember I'd started a drama club in fifth grade because I was um, super impatient. I didn't understand how auditions worked back then. I thought that you had to pay to go to <laughs> and maybe, auditions and yeah, stuff, okay. like like local theater, yeah, 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 yeah. community theater. So I, I never asked my parents, like, hey, I want to go do this, because I, I felt bad asking them for money. Mm. You know, I, I got an allowance, I worked for my stuff, but... Well, that's good. I don't know. And so um I didn't really like handouts back then either. So um came sixth grade, middle school didn't have any theater. They said that we had an option for it, but then not enough kids signed up for it, so they just cut they it. They dropped it, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. And then eighth grade came around and we had to pay an insane amount to audition for the show. What? Oh. Yeah. And it was because they were just starting the program and so they needed money. And they didn't um, have enough founders, enough sponsors, enough like <clears throat> any of that. So they said, "All right, 
you're guaranteed to be in it, but we don't know if you're going to be an ensemble, which is like a background character, or if you'd be a lead or anything like that. You just you pay this much to audition. And I was yeah. like, once again, I'm not going to ask to uh, for someone to pay for me to audition for something. So I said, I can wait one more year, wait till high school. And that was when I started really jumping into theater and, what, hmm. and performance in general. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of the long story to my big start. <laughs> Your big start. Yeah. And then did you go to college and study theater or what? Um, what did you do after yeah, high school? After How high did school? you stay in the acting game? That's a good question. So when I first started in college, I... Uh, took a couple theater classes, but I was thinking, you know, I, people had it in my head. They were like, you know, you got to get a real job. You can't do that. Like, it's not sustainable. How are you going to raise uh, kids or, or, like, support the person? By the way, I was single at the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, when you get together with somebody or when you um, when you have kids, how are you going to support them with an acting career? And so I was like, dang, you know what? That's, that's a good point. Um, for me the aspect of acting and the aspect of theater and all that, that I love is how therapeutic it is. And um, one thing that I always had a knack for was massage therapy. And so that was kind of the first thing that I jumped into pursuing when I first started college. Just touching people. Yeah. With touching people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With their consent though. So. <laughs> they, they paid me to touch them. <laughs> so that, I guess that's where the adult industry. Really yeah. started. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, and I jumped um, back and forth between medicine and theater, actually, funny enough, throughout my whole college experience. Um, and I took a few year break for bad reasons. Um, well, not bad reasons, just like it, it, it wasn't reasonable for me to take that break. It, it wasn't because of me. And so going forward, I said, you know what, like, I, um, so my dad passed away and that was kind of like the trigger for me that said I had to jump back into it after three years of not doing theater. Um, mm. and it was funny because, uh, sorry, a little tangent right here. So it was funny because I had looked for an acting for the camera class at, um, at Foothill college. Cause I had done the one at De Anza previous and I was like, cool, I've already done that one. I know that the second level of that one is very similar to the first. It's just a little more complex. Mm. I want to try Foothill because I hear Foothill has a really incredible program. And mind you, Foothill has an amazing program. Um, that is, um, I had some great teachers at De Anza, um, and I'm really glad that I went there. I'm just also glad that I went to Foothill because they had such an extensive program where they look a lot deeper as opposed to just the acting one, two, and three Um Foothill has, they just have a more extensive program. Um, so I was looking for um, acting for the camera at Foothill, and I could not find it. I looked again and again, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to um, not do theater. I'm just not going to go to school next quarter. That's fine. Um, and then my brother-in-law, I worked with him at the time, and he was like, hey, uh, why don't I help you look? We'll look one time. If we can't find it, that's fine. Go with your plan. Uh, just take a quarter off. Do what you need to do. Get your head back on straight. And then go back to school when you're ready. I was like, all right, fine. We'll look one time and we'll see. And so we look through the classes. 
And lo and behold, he found he found one class that fit my schedule perfectly to a T. Like it fit when I could start, when I could end, and it was perfect. I was like, that's like how is that possible? And so I started taking that class. Um and the teacher that I took it with hundred percent made me believe so much in myself and acting um that I ended up in three shows by the end of the quarter. Oh wow. Yeah. And one of those shows I was in oh one of those shows was like a one act setting where it was several different one acts and I ended up in three one acts within that show. So I guess technically I ended up in like five or six different mm. shows. Wow. By the end of the quarter. Could I backtrack real quick? Yeah. And sorry um for I just seen I can you like what was the significance of um you jumping right back into it after your your dad passed mm-hmm. like what what was that switch or what from that such a tra- not I don't want to call it you know call it what you want to call it but after the passing mm-hmm. uh what was the significance of that like was it yeah I, could you further elaborate yeah yeah definitely so funny enough um you know, I think it was just a beautiful send off for me for my dad. But the last conversation that we had, which pertained to a different a different topic, sure. But the last conversation that we had, he had told me that if you love something, or if you love someone, or if there's something in your life that you just need, there's no reason to not do it, to not go for it. It's beautiful. And so having that in mind, I was I was in so much grief, and I was. I was just a hard time and I thought I was like, and I, I kept thinking back to that one conversation. Yeah. And, you know, this was the point where I hadn't done theater for three years or haven't been acting in three years. And I said, you know what, like, maybe, maybe this is just a sign that, that I've waited too long. You know, life is way too short um, comparatively to a lot of the friends that I know whose parents are still alive. My dad died pretty young. Sure. Uh, and so to really understand and realize that how short life is and how if we don't just take what we can right now and run with it, we're going to waste all of our time. And I felt for so long I was in a rut. I, I was going towards a job that I wasn't passionate about. I was, life felt bland. Hmm. And this was kind of the thing that jostled that and said, Jacob, wake the fuck up. It's time to get to work. Hmm. So and that was your, your wake up call? Yeah. For you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was, you know, his passing as tragic as it was, um, was a gift to me as well. Um, what he gave me when he passed was a direction. That's and I beautiful. think that's, that's yeah. really what he only ever wanted me to have in my life. Yeah. Was yeah. a specific direction. Wow. So no, thank you for asking. That was, that was a, yeah, I just, yeah, I thought it was a, I just, you never, you didn't elaborate and I was like, okay, let's, let's just, why? I just wanted to know why, yeah, so I'm no, curious. No. That's all good. Yeah. Okay, so now that you have decided to pursue acting, um, and you've, you've done a bit of work, uh, is there any work that, any projects that you've worked on that are really cool that you can talk about? Yes, so one of my most, one of the things that I'm most proud of right now that I was able to work on um, that was the most professional set that I have worked on was 13 reasons why as an extra 13, 13 reasons why, excuse me. Yes. Okay. Sorry. 
I had a burp. <laughs> uh, 13 Reasons Why as an extra. Um, so I had no lines. Um, but being on that. So I, I've worked on several different sets. I worked on low budget where the students are like scrounging together stuff. Worked on medium budget where it's like they have some money, they have some good equipment, but it's just not um, like they've definitely raised the money for it, but it's not like uh sag like a union film mm. um which is like the professional side of it and then i worked on a union film which is the 13 reasons why a tv show for one episode and with that it was so cool because they had so many of the main um actors there so i saw like seven or eight people funny enough actually when i was there i interacted with this one actor uh, we had just finished a shot. It was like perfect. Um, I was overjoyed because I was like, dang, that was so cool, you know? And I went up to this dude. I was like, yo, dude, I was awesome. Gave him a bro hug. And he was like, thanks, dude. I did. That was so cool. Looked down at me. He was like, wait, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me like this really confused face. I was like, for sure, brother. <laughs> did you walk away? And I walked oh, away. Man. And that was it. And he like, I looked back and he looked so confused. He was like, who? Who did I just hug? Who what? Yeah. Who did who I embrace? <laughs> who did I embrace? But I mean, <laughs> that that also taught me something because he he plays one of the villains of the show. He plays Bryce. Um, if you've seen it, yeah. And uh, it just the kind of person that he was right off the set, like the kind of person he was throughout it. It was just so interesting how he could play such an evil person on set but then once he's right off you just see how mm. kind he is like so genuine you know like who else could you just randomly go up to and give him a like, hug yeah he, <laughs> you give him a hug and he's he doesn't like flip out like hey get security on this guy you know it's just wow like you could tell that like i hope it impacted him in some kind of way <laughs> <laughs> that like someone felt comfortable enough to be able to go up to him you know but um yeah the weirdest thing about that day, though, was seeing these actors, so many actors that I've seen on screen before, and it, they're not being screen. You know, like, oh, it was being face-to-face. Being face-to-face. Mm. Um, but the entire team there, crew, actors and all them, um, they were all so kind. You know, like, everyone there was really cool. Everyone there, like, of course, they weren't just, like, BSing and... and goofing around like they were there to work uh, but every moment that they were working with each other it was so professional mm. which was really awesome to see because you don't always get that um, on the student film or short film aspect of it mm. I, I've seen a lot of unprofessionalism here and there but overall um, with every project that I've worked on I've loved it um, so it was just like little moments here and there that I just didn't see at all within the professional setting nice that answers that. Um, yes. I just have a follow-up question. Yeah. How did you get on to the 13 Reasons Why? So <laughs> I'm curious. So I'm like, it's a secret. So that one. <laughs> Remember that adult film he didn't do? <laughs> <laughs> you guys find me online. Phoebe <laughs> 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 Um, I, so that one, so they did something called a cattle call. Which basically means they put it out there um, and everyone just kind of 
comes in, and I hope I'm using that term correctly, cattle call, because I understand this is what it is. Cattle as in, like... Like, like a bunch moo. of cows. Cows, okay. Like cows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's a moo yeah, yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Moo. It's a cow's opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, oh, wow. <laughs> slow here. <laughs> Catching up. <laughs> Got it. Um, no, so yeah, so a cattle call. So basically, it sounds exactly like what it is it's just a bunch of actors lined up mm. all waiting to go in for their turn to hear what these people have to say got it um and so i saw this on um i think it was like nbc or something like that um this post like this news article saying like hey guys um, they're looking for extras in vallejo which is a bit of a drive for me um but i was like you know what screw it it's not in yeah, LA, yeah. you know. It's not um, like I have to give it a shot, and so I drove up there at four a.m. because the earlier you get there, the closer you get in line. Mm. I drove up there at four a.m. and when I got there, I got there probably at like six thirty or seven ish, um, and there was already. A huge line mm. going, and I guess that the turnout was a lot bigger than I expect than they expected. Oh, it wow. was like five blocks worth of just wrapping around each block. Wow, it was huge. It got to the point where, um, after like two p.m., two thirty p.m. or something like that. Now, mind you, they were seeing people since like seven or eight in the morning. Um, and pretty much how they were going about it was they just brought in a group of people, maybe like between 50 or 75 people brought them all into a room, had a talk with them, like a 10 minute talk. And then, um, took everyone's picture, took their headshots and, uh, resumes and the paper that they had assigned and like, excuse me, sorry, uh, paper that, that, that they had us like sign and fill out that described, uh, all the information that they needed. And then they just sent us on our way. So it was maybe like a 20 minute process per group, uh, 30 minute total with getting everyone in and out. Um, but after about two, two thirty, they just started cutting the line and just said, sorry guys, you're not going to be able to get in. Mm. Cause it was just that many people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was lucky enough. Um, pretty much what I had to do was I just had to sign up onto, um, a, website called mycastingfile.com and it's free it's for specifically for extra work oh cool um and so they had a lot of great opportunities on there specifically for 13 reasons why um and a couple other different um things here and there which that was the um, only major film that i worked on but yeah so i signed up i told with them which ones i was available for and they called me in. oh wow cool yeah. awesome so, Jacob, I remember you told me a specific story. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, okay. I thought this was going to be bad. <laughs> well, which story did I tell you now? <laughs> not not about the adult film industry. Um, <laughs> remember, that's for later. That one's for later. That's Subscribe right. to that's our right. Patreon to figure out that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Not yet. We'll start getting my, my real videos. That's why we'll open that one up. <laughs> But I think, uh, if I remember correctly, you gave some feedback in a class, and it led to a... So this one wasn't about me, actually. Okay. Um, this one was 
um, someone else had done this. Um, but this was a huge learning experience for me because it taught me that your connections are everywhere. Mm. Um, and this one piece of advice was really the start for me to um, go out there and realize that at every given point you are auditioning. Oh, wow. Um, and so this wasn't the project that I had worked on, but this guy, um, oh man, you know, honestly, I feel bad. I don't remember his name, <laughs> <laughs> but he was a professor at Ohlone college. Um, when I had worked on a short film over there hmm. and he was telling me the story and forgive me if I'm getting the story wrong. Um, <laughs> someone, if you're listening, someone, someone, someone's going to be like yelling at you. They're like, fake news, fake news. He <laughs> <laughs> got that, those facts wrong. <laughs> but this is the basic gist of the story is that this guy was, um, taking a film class, um, at this particular time. It was, it was in a college mm-hmm. and. Um, he came in late, but they were watching a movie. I believe it was a production class. It was how to be a producer and all this and that. Um, and so the the group is the whole class is watching the movie. They finish and then they have a class discussion. The um, professor asks anyone, "Okay, what kind of flaws did you see?" Now the guy he was like. Well, I saw I saw some pretty major flaws, and no one else was raising their hands. And he was like, "That's kind of weird." So he raises his hand. He tells me, he says, "Well, you know, I noticed that this was wrong with it. Like this could have been a lot better. Um, the choice that they made for this aspect could have been totally different, and it would have produced a better story." And <clears throat> you know, very reasonable. Like, he wasn't like totally saying like, "Oh, it was a trash movie." He was just like, "There were a lot of things that could have been it's constructive." Yeah, it was yeah, all it was constructive. constructive. Okay. Um, like if I were producing this film or if I was helping out with it, these are the changes that I would have made. Yeah. And as he's telling these things, he noticed that all of his students are kind of, <laughs> all this other students there are kind of inching away from him. They're like, oh, no, no. What, what is he saying? Like, what is he doing? And they all, um, he he was like, that's kind of weird. Like, do I smell bad? Like, like what's <laughs> going on here? And after he finished, the professor was like, that's really interesting you said that. I'll talk to you after class. Oh. And he was like, (laughs) what did I do? (laughs) And so after class comes, you know, everyone leaves and she's like, "Uh, I noticed you were late. He was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I, you know, I I don't have a car. So he was taking uh, the bus there and the bus right away or something like that. Um, And she was like, no, it's okay. Um, You didn't get the introduction to the film. So that's okay. But I want you to know that that was my film I worked on. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I I'm, I'm a student. I don't know anything. And she was like, no, 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 it's okay. Honestly, every piece of feedback that you gave was what I had told the director. Mm. And the director didn't listen to me. Um, and so she told him, she said, I'm actually working on something right now. And um, I want you to come check it out. See if it's a project that you're interested in working on. Oh, cool. And so he was like, okay, awesome. Yeah. You know, not really knowing what it is, but yeah, knowing yeah. that she's worked on some pretty cool stuff. Um, he was super fresh into the industry, so he was curious to know <clears throat> what kind of stuff he could work on. You yeah, know, yeah, say yeah. yes to everything. Yeah. Um, to a degree. 
Dude. Uh, Jacob says yes to <laughs> Especially adult film. Um, <laughs> the title for this podcast is going to be so misconstrued. <laughs> we might get a lot of clicks, but it might be clickbait, you know? <laughs> Good. Um, and so he, mind you, he's coming from, I think it was Fremont. He said that he was living at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's coming from Fremont, did not have a car. He took a train, two buses, and a taxi to the address that she gave him. And so he arrived on time. Um, <laughs> that time. <laughs> that time. <laughs> and um, he walks up to this. It's pouring rain out, by the way, at this time. Pouring rain out. He goes to San Francisco because that's where they're working on it. Um, ends up at a big, just brick gray building, like a warehouse, basically. Mm. And he's like, "All right, what is this place?" Like super sketch, um, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And so he knocks on the door. <laughs> no one answers. He's like, "Oh my god." Asking the door again. Once again, no one answers. And he's like, she's just getting back at me for me talking trash about her film. <laughs> you know? Like, she got me. <laughs> like, that's really messed up. It took me, I tried really hard to get here. Um, and so he's like about to walk away. He's like, you know what? One last try. And then I go home. If no one answers. So he knocks one last time. And someone opens the door like a crack and says, who are you? And he's like, uh... I know this per- I know this professor. Um, she's my teacher. Um, she told me to come in today. This is my name. Um, I'm here to work on the project. And he's like, okay, come in. Oh. Opens the door, and it was James and the Giant Peach. Whoa. And that was the first project that he had worked on. And that was kind of what led him to work on a lot more um, professional projects from there. That's cool. And so that that really taught me um, that, you know, you're always auditioning. So, like, if someone's asking you about feedback for a film, like, there's no point in trash-talking it because just saying, oh, it was bad, that's nothing. But saying, like, oh, it could have been improved by this, this, and this way, Mm -hmm. that's really something. Mm -hmm. Or um, uh, when you talk to somebody, when you interact with somebody, you never know what kind of connections they'll have. Mm. And I found that to be very true throughout so many parts of this career that I pursued. Whether it was before I um, jumped back into it or even afterward. I've also found that most studios do not look like studios. They look like warehouses. The certain reasons why I think that I worked on. Yeah. Um, it was the set itself looked like it was inside of a gym. Um and when you walk inside, it looks like a high school gym. When you walk outside, it legit looks just like an abandoned warehouse. Oh. That, like, super nondescript. You would, like, if I passed by it, I would never, never think, think there was anything special inside That's of there. That's crazy. I would just imagine it was, like, storage. Cool. We're bringing it to a lot of storage units now. <laughs> <laughs> Warehouses, abandoned buildings. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. where you gotta yeah, go. That's what we're doing. That, that's what we're doing like, right now. Hello, 13 Reasons Why? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Black Mirror. What's up? No. <laughs> Pawn Stars is on there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's been fake the whole time. You're not even in Vegas. She's in Melpitas. <laughs> um, I hope that was the question that you were. 
Yeah, that, the story. that was the story I was referring to. Is there anything else that has surprised you about this industry? Um, Thus far. Uh, I mean, yeah. It definitely, there's been so many surprises here and there. Um, I... I think like there are little tidbits of everyday life that are kind of funny. Whenever you tell someone um, you're an actor, everyone knows an actor, or everyone was an actor, or everyone is an actor. Um, whenever I tell someone that I'm pursuing acting, I get one of two reactions. I get, oh, great. Oh. Like, <laughs> good for you, but when are you going to get a real job, oh, hippie? <laughs> and then there's also the, um, like, wow, that's amazing. Like that's really cool. Like how how did you get started with that? And they get like really interested and involved in 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 your story. But without fail, every single time I hear someone say, "Oh, my best friend was an actor in college." Oh, my best friend is pursuing this over in L.A. right now. Or um, you know, when I was in high school, I was doing a little acting myself. <laughs> you know, so it's like at every point when I tell someone I'm an actor, they say, "Oh, I know an actor," or "I was an actor," mm. um, which I think is really cool. I think that I think that's awesome that so many people are perform are performing and pursuing something that they love, you know, and and they have made those connections where everybody knows someone. Mm. But the thing that surprised me the most is when you talk about it, um, you will meet people who do actually know someone important. Um, one person in particular that I met recently, I I. Had forgotten my backpack at work, so I went back. I, I work at a restaurant. Um, I went back the next day uh, to pick up my backpack, um, and I was pretty tired, so I went and I sat down. Um, and I sat down at the at the bar just to get some water. Um, and I started, and this this woman sat about two three seats to my right, and. You know, there was no one there. The bartender was busy, so I said, hey, what's up? Shook up a conversation with her. We started talking, and it turned out that, um, you know, she was in a rush. I hadn't known about the food. I was offering suggestions for the food, what kind of drinks she, she could get. And she, um, I asked her why she's in such a rush, and she said that her um, husband is a coach for the 49ers. Um, he's one of the fitness coaches, I believe. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. And so um I say, Wow, that's that's super cool. We start talking about that, her and her husband, all that, and I find out that she is also an actor. Oh, cool. And she is really breaking it out big right now in LA. She lives up here closer to the SF area. Mm -hmm. But she does make that commute and she gave me some advice and she also connected me with somebody in this area who has led me to different things, um, including one thing, which is a, a film festival that happens. It's like a film event that happens every month oh, okay. um, called Brave Maker, mm. which I love. The Brave Maker, the idea behind that is um, they, they take a film, a feature film, which is like feature length is like a much longer film than a short film or anything like that a uh, feature film that is either about or created by a minority and so the hmm. idea behind brave maker is that someone went out there to tell a story 
that was very that was very brave of them to do that because they could have gotten and they will get a lot of criticism behind it. Mm. So we're all there to support them. And then he brings out director like a panel of people um, who worked on the film, and you get to learn. So the first one that I went to for Brave Maker was um, was about is a documentary about um, the LGBT community within the church and how families responded to their kids uh, coming out or all this and that. And the story behind it was fascinating. And since then I've seen um, stories about, um, you know, women oppression or um, the struggles that a black person has to live through in everyday life. And Mm -hmm. so um, Tony Gastapione, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, He's the creator of Brave Maker and the founder. So, uh, meeting him, who was my connection with this girl that I met, at, this woman that I met at the bar, um, she introduced me to someone great. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm excited for uh, to continue working with him because basically I started volunteering for this event, um, not sponsored here. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Um, but uh, it's it, it's really cool to be able to see. Um, how you can make a difference because so much of acting, you know, whether it's how you're going to make your money or yeah, um, all this and that, so much of it feels like you're being so selfish with it. And so whenever you have a moment to give back to the community or give back to the world, um, you got to take it, mm. you know, because those, those little moments of uh, making someone else feel better or, or showing a different side of it, that's going to be where you'll, find when it's most worth it to be an actor. Mm. Um, so I guess overall, the most surprising, to answer your question, <laughs> the most surprising aspects of um, pursuing this career are the incredible people that I have made and how, you know, the six degrees of separation um, can be a lot closer than six degrees mm. and how one person, you know, can know someone really incredible. It's got a quick follow up. Earlier, you said you know sometimes you get one of two reactions, mm-hmm. or right, and the one being more negative. Do you do you address the negative reactions when you tell somebody they're an actor? You brush it off, or what advice? I mean, what's the best way to handle that for anybody that's like listening or that <laughs> wants to pursue? Or I mean, not saying that you're the any one way is the right or wrong way, but you know, how do you personally deal with situations like that when they're like? Oh, you're an actor. Yeah. Oh, great. You're, you work at a restaurant. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, how are you going to support your children? <laughs> so, sorry, let me reposition. Yeah, go ahead. Take your time. Um, so, with a lot of the things that I've um, worked on in my life, whether it is... Uh, clubs that I pursued in high school or deciding to go to community college right out of high school um, or to go into acting or to work the jobs that I work. Um, I have gotten a lot of responses where they're like, oh, wow, that's great. Like, you're going to community college? Good for you. And so it, for me, it's something that is, I, I know it's a them thing. You know, it's not a me thing. It's hmm. not, it's not, I'm doing anything wrong. It's that I know my journey. Mm. I know that where I'm at right now might not look like it's something in your eyes, but to pursue what I'm doing, I can't think about 
what everyone else is going to yeah, think about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So it's usually just a conversation that we have and by the end of it um i don't like tell them like wow that's really messed up that you said that yeah yeah you, you know, don't you don't you don't confront them yeah no because it's it's their opinion sure and they're totally valid to have whatever the opinion they have yeah um, yeah by the end of the conversation i usually end up finding out that they don't pursue the art forms that they love that they are stuck mm. with this idea that money runs the world mm. whereas it's not money that runs the world it's love you know it's compassion for others it's it's the things that make this world amazing are the random acts of kindness that we do every day mm. or um the understanding that we have for one another you know it's it's not you know giving someone a one dollar raise at work or or getting paid this amount you know yeah right yeah and it's funny to think about because I mean, if The Rock was standing right next to you, would they be saying the same thing to yeah. him? Like, wow, you're an actor. Right? Good yeah. for you. <laughs> and the only difference is the amount you guys get paid for the work that you do. Oh, the projects sure. that you work on. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's really, like, the only difference. Yeah. Where, so, it's just funny, because I think every actor, when they've started, have all said, like, yeah, no one believed. You know, they'd say things like that, and... No, now they're like a big name, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" Like, what you do is I so knew, cool. I knew you were gonna m- make it big. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 All right, thanks, bro. <laughs> were you doing that when I was serving you fries or whatever? Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. Remember you didn't tip me. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> but it, it's also really cool though because um, I think overall I get a lot more positive reactions, but mostly because of how I go about it. You know, yeah, it's okay. that like when I when I tell someone I'm an actor, I'm not like. Well, you know, I'm kind of pursuing this thing. No, I'm like, oh, I'm an actor. That's what I do. That's mm. what I'm pursuing. I'm working. like, And they know that I'm on my grind. I'm on my journey. Um, when I'm talking about it, my job is a means to an end. Um, I found an incredible job. And I talked with my manager when I first started. And I said, hey, um, this is what I need from you. Like, I, I need the flexibility that I can get from this job so that I can pursue acting as my full-time mm. career like that that is my first priority um every moment that I'm here I'm here you know every minute that I'm at this job I'm work I will be working hard I will be doing my best at this job um I just also need as much flexibility from you as I can um and of course we'll work together to to find the best solutions for the issues that arise or or any kind of conflicts um, and my manager has been so, um, flexible, flexible and gracious and, um, understanding throughout so much of this time. Mm. And I do my best to schedule as much as I can outside of work. So those arrangements don't have to be made. Sure. But every time that it's necessary or I have some huge project coming up the next day that I really need the time off for, um, She's very understanding, and we work together to find someone to cover that shift or, uh-huh. or we find something else. Is that always the case? Would you, would you say through with a lot of different jobs, if, if you're if you're you know your grind is the acting career, and but your side hustles, you know this and that, Being a server, or whatever. Yeah, like is that usually the case, or are you you're you you're just out? lucky to have yeah. such an understanding manager. I was super lucky to find this manager. Yeah, um, with. Um, but this is also, to be fair though, this is also the first time that I've been 100% honest with my manager about... A manager or this manager? 
um, a manager. Okay. About about my endeavors. Yeah. Um, in the past, I uh, when I've tried being honest with managers, they weren't as um, understanding mm. or willing to help me unless it was like a um, I scratch your back, you scratch my uh, back situation. Got so it, it's got like, it, got it, sure, yeah. I can try to help you cover the shift, but you got to come in for this yeah, other yeah, shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to do this or that instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you're here, you have to make sure you're doing these things um, extra. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, I guess kind of makes sense to a degree because in like a business aspect, why are they going to help you out? Sure. To yeah, not what, show what's up benefiting them, yeah. You know, so um, I was just, I I found this job out of pure happenstance. Um the uh, manager I had known for a long, long time before. And um, she, I found out that she was looking for somebody. Cool. Um, once again, by pure happenstance. Mm. And um, yeah, I got this job that has been 100% life-changing for me. And has been helping me out throughout this entire career that I pursued since I started working there. Do you feel comfortable telling everybody where you your uh, server at? Yeah, I got no problem with that. Um, you don't have to, and we can always cut it out if you don't want. But I mean, if people are listening, and I we've and you guys want to meet, to it, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, Maybe, yeah. and also have a pleasant uh, restaurant experience <laughs> uh, because it is definitely uh, I don't know I, it's one of Cece and I have been there continually. I mean, a lot. <laughs> And, you know, it's, I we mean, always it's, have a nice experience. We, we always have a nice experience and it doesn't, I mean, it obviously it helps knowing this one of the people that, that work there, but at the same time, it's like, just, I think if, you know, we didn't know you, I think we would just have still a good time. I think we love that vibe. So I don't know if you wanted to give them a, a shout out yeah, sure. or, or, or tell people where they can see you. Um, I work at flights. Um, I specifically work, I specifically work at the Campbell location. Hmm. Um, I love my team. Um, I haven't really been to any other location, so sure. I can't speak for them. Yeah. Um, what kind of food is it? So it, the way I describe it is that I wouldn't be surprised to see it at a barbecue. Mm. Um, any of the food um, that includes um, steak, ceviche, um, sliders, burgers, sweet salads. tomato ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> they have like this most amazing dipping sauce. It's really good. Sugar tomato face. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, uh, the our our. So ketchup, if you go there, make sure to to ask for that. Yeah. Our uh, our sauces have been greatly complimented by a lot of people, um, and it's just so funny because every now and then someone will come in, and they'll be like what is this red sauce? It is so good. Like, where can I get some of this for my fries at home? And I'm like, it's ketchup. <laughs> I don't know. It just tastes different than flights. It, does, it, it does. really tastes different than flights. Maybe you guys sprinkle crack on it or something. Probably. That's, that's probably true. Uh, but flights, the idea behind it is, number one, it's flights themed. So it's like an airplane theme. So yeah, um, yeah. all the servers and bartenders, they are um, uh, Pilots? flight attendants. Oh, flight attendants. Yeah. And um, most of the food and drinks come out as a flight, as mm. most of you may know. It's mm -hmm. like flight of wine, flight of beer. 
It's like a sampler type. So you get um, three different options of the same kind of food or drink. Or you can do just three of the, the same. same. Yeah, you can do three of the same, honestly. Like, yeah. It's uh, more delicious that way. They also offer like individual. But okay, enough of the plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. I just, I, I don't know. I, I really love your the restaurant you work at. Yeah, come come visit. Um, I'd love to meet anyone who's listening. Like, <laughs> Ask me your own questions. I, I, <laughs> I love to talk. <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> the other thumb. There you go. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've talked about how it can be kind of tough being an actor, especially outside of Hollywood. What would you say is the toughest part, not being in that Hollywood scene? Um, I would say finding good-paying um, theatrical work. So mm. what what I say that is that most of the things that you're going to find in this area, most of the uh, paying work is going to be industrial work, which are like training videos for companies. And uh, don't cut your hand off. Ah! Pretty much. <laughs> like Andy Bernard. Yeah, Andy Bernard. And Basically. That's interesting. So. I would have never put that. I would have never thought yeah that's crazy yeah so that's gonna be where you find most of your work in this area so uh. um that's kind of also what i was saying earlier is that you know when like, when you're focusing so much on um getting paid which most of paid work does come from you know commercials and, and industrial work and all that is that you don't really get a chance to do much um much like character work um which i love and that's why i love theater so much you know that because you, you get to focus on one aspect of humanity. Uh, my the first teacher that I had, Janice Bergman at Fuller College, um, she described acting as a deck of cards. Is that the deck of cards is basically the entire human experience? Hmm. Um, the top few cards are gonna be what you live every day: brother, sister, mom, dad, student. Um, the different kind of let's say like masks you put on every day. Hmm. Um, and then the ones that are deeper are the ones that you might not fully understand. Uh, widower, um, tech guy, uh, janitor, going further in, murderer, um, you know, these these uh, criminals. You know, you might not understand what it's like to be a murderer, but you can dig deep and find um, the circumstances that you as a person would have to go through in order to reach that part of your life. Um, and no, no one ever thinks they're a bad person. Huh. And so when you go into a character, you can't think you're a bad person. You know, you can't judge your character. Even if you're a villain, even if you're a villain, you can be oh, the whoa. worst kind of person, but every villain Don't judge your, your character. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. every villain has good, in, has, I would say has good intentions. Hmm. Um, I mean, the worst people in the world thought like they were doing things for a reason. They weren't, well, for the most part, weren't just doing it just to do it. You know, mm. like um, they thought they were going to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By and, doing their evil things. <laughs> and Vol Voldemort. Damn yeah, Lord Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> no, Voldy. <laughs> no, Voldy. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I think um, that's one of the biggest challenges that I had when I first started was not judging my character. Because mm. I had to play some 
um, gnarly roles here and there are, are people that I thought were just plain trash. Uh, but once you let go of that, you can really jump in and dive in and become that. And then it starts to kind of become fun to play around with with um, those different ideas. Because that's what acting really is. It's just play. Yeah. You know, you're just playing around. You're finding things out. And you learn so much more about how people think. Yeah. So would you say you prefer to play the villain or the hero? Or it doesn't really matter? I, oh, it doesn't matter for me. Um, I love playing the villain. I do. Uh that's, I hear that a lot from actors. They're like, oh, it's so fun to play the villain. Because it's probably the whole opposite of everybody, or at least I believe, everybody wants to be good-natured in some degree. Yeah. So and, and so playing a villain, right, would probably be like, I get to be an asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah. You get, <laughs> to, not, you get to break so many social norms. Uh, and so to be able to break those social norms, um, especially uh, in an improv setting, Yeah. which I've done before, um, I took a class called stretch where basically you take the aspect of yourself that you are very much not and you play the most extreme forms of that. Hmm. The reason for that is because when you aren't able to play a part or you, or you don't, um, you aren't like good at playing a certain part or you aren't able to, that's usually because there's something in your mind that's preventing you from reaching that. Uh Uh-huh. Um, a lot of times from the classes that I've taken, seeing the work that others have done, um, it's a, usually like an event when you were younger happened to you that changed your course of life mm. and you either repressed that or you didn't acknowledge it. And so you aren't able to be this kind of person because it like traumatized you. Mm. And so doing this class was super therapeutic for me. Because I was able to address those things within my life that had happened. Um, people, you usually aren't supposed to ask someone what their stretch was, but my stretch was narcissism. Narcissism. So for me, I very often think of other people like that's the kind of person that I really try to be. Um, and um, I didn't realize that until I took this class. I thought that was just normal. Mm. But taking this class, I had to start thinking about myself, and I was like, how do I do that? And so um, I was able to learn the idea of being a selfish person, which after doing that, and every single week, uh, one day a week, every single week for about, let's say, an hour, being this extremely narcissistic person, um, you, I started getting cast in these really narcissistic roles. And like, I started getting cast as the villain. I started getting cast as someone who focuses only on themselves. Um, yeah. So I forget what the question was. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't know if I detracted from, no, the question was, do you prefer to play the hero or the villain? Oh yeah. So I do prefer to play the villain. Um, a lot of the times the one downside is that peop- if you do it right, people do view you differently. Um, <laughs> like, I hate that guy. <laughs> just cause they're like, um, man, like, what does this person have inside of him that he can actually do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, they're like, I hate that guy. Um, but what, like, I learned at the Thirteen Reasons Why set is that the actor and the character are two very different, different. people, mm. uh, and generally, the people who can play their part more convincingly are the exact opposite in person, and they're able to play it because. They're in imagination land. 
they're oh. not they're not living themselves they're they're being someone totally different mm. so the people that i know who play the villain parts and almost everything they're in are like the nicest kindest people um that i have met because they're complete opposite of of yeah. their character yeah it's interesting yeah, so um, that's kind of how I see it. Um, I love playing the hero as well. I do. Um, I've just also found that the protagonist is generally the least interesting character to play. Because, mm. like, I mean... Elaborate. All right, I'll ask you a question. Sure. In Harry Potter, who's the favorite character? Who? Oh, you're asking, you're like... So uh, Snape. Well, that's hers. That's Snape. Um... <laughs> The owl. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably, um, um, probably the uh, what's his what's his name? It's not your favorite character if you don't even know his name. Yeah, Hagrid, uh, not Hagrid. Vernon. No, the elf. Dudley. Oh, oh Dobby. 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 Yeah. Sacrifice. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Alert. Dang no, it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Who's your favorite character? <laughs> but yes, um, Dobby. Exactly. Yeah. Not Harry Potter. Mm. Who is the main person? You know, people's favorite characters are almost never going to be the main character because, as interesting as their story might be, they're usually the least interesting person. Mm. You know, and so when I'm playing the lead in something um i do love playing the lead so for those <laughs> who are like yeah so, he does not want any lead parts continue being an extra <laughs> <laughs> not a main um, title role <laughs> i i always put my best in either way it's just um you have to be so much more serious when you're the lead whereas when you are playing uh um, supporting, supporting yeah, or, yeah. Or, um or you know anything else you can play so much more with your character and they become so much more interesting and yeah. fun and yeah you know i played um comedy relief in a project pretty recently um and i was really only in one or two scenes but that comic relief within that project was um i mean i felt really proud of it and i felt like it really lightened so much of the mood. Hmm. So, you know, I, I have realized I don't need to be the lead. It's not how many lines you have. It's not any of that. It's really just, um, there are no small parts. You know, you can be ensemble, you can be whatever, but every single person within the crew, within the cast plays a very key role that leads the project to be as successful as it ends up being. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hero, villain, supporting, uh, funky, weird friend, you know, <laughs> they're all incredible roles to play. Yeah. And yeah. I will take, I, w I would take any of them because, like I said, for me, acting is more about exploring the human experience. It's not about a paycheck. It's not about fame. It's, it's about what else can I learn about what it means to be a human. Hmm. The alien that I am. <laughs> in the simulation we live in. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, I do think we're kind of coming up here. Yeah, we're close to, we're over an hour now. But, oh, wow. Uh, I mean, 
Sorry, guys. No, no you're no, fine. It's you're all good. good. Uh, but I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up right here. Um, I do want to ask you, do you have any advice for any aspiring actors? Yeah, absolutely. Especially not in the Hollywood area. <laughs> yeah, what advice to you? I mean, there's actors all yeah. over the world, and yeah. obviously Hollywood's... Yeah, or or even like the, your fellow thespians, your uh, theater, my fellow theater. lesbians, yeah, yeah. Your fellow, fellow lesbians, lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> my fellow thespians. Um, to anyone out there pursuing it, number one, you got to find your why. Um, mm-hmm. you have to know why you're there. If you're there just for the paycheck, if you're there just for the fame, you know I. I've read so many books. I've read so many articles. I've talked to so many actors about how they have reached the success that they've been to. Um, read books and articles about the training that you need, about all that. And every single one of them say that you have to know why you're there. Because there will be months, years even, where you aren't getting to where you want to be. and be patient with yourself. Just know why you're there. If you really are there for the paycheck or the fame, I don't, most people won't last because you're going to be poor for a long time. Not necessarily poor, but you're going to be living paycheck to paycheck. You're going to be living um, a lot lower than luxury. So you, it, it's not a luxurious experience. You know, I, I know that um, one of the main reasons why I'm so honored to be on this show is because as they described in an earlier episode, fight to finish is really about fighting until you get to the end and then it's what's next. And so that really is a great aspect of what it means to be an actor is that you keep fighting and fighting until you get your next project. And for me, my why is I need to perform. Performance is my life to be able to go in front of an audience and move them in some kind of way or to explain to them a different perspective that they might not understand, that is what I'm here for. Um, other piece of advice that I would give, number two. Number two, like poop? No, like poop. <laughs> oh, God. The, the poop of I the was advice. not expecting that. <laughs> that so you said number two, and I yeah. thought poop. <laughs> I was not expecting that. The poop of the advice <laughs> I would give <laughs> is there is a way to make it. Um. And there's a way to make it to be a working actor. Now, to be a working actor, that means that you live off of acting. That that is your paycheck. That that's you. You make enough money as an actor to be able to survive and live in the world. Um, and there are ways to do that. You just have to be patient with yourself. Find your way. Um, find your why. And you know, here I am. I'm. I've worked on four or five projects in the past month and um i love it you know i love every day and right now i'm at the point where i still feel like i'm so much so far into the beginning of my journey um but the um i lost my train of thought there it's okay um there are ways to do it you know, commercials, I was talking to uh, my professor, once again, Janice Bergman, and she knew someone at one point who, all that she did, it was for, it was a commercial for an airline company. All she did was walk on, 
um, turn the corner as a flight attendant, flip her hair, and that was it. And she got paid 70 grand to do that. Whoa. Just that. Um, so commercials, industrial work, those are going to be the paychecks. And then all the theatrical work on top is going to be kind of the frosting of the cake. Mm. Um, the last thing that I'll leave you with is know your type. Um, like when you're going on a date. Like when you're going on a date, you got to know who you're going to date. No. <laughs> know, know what kind of characters that you come off as. Um, and this is specifically focused on, on film. Um, with theater, I've seen the same kind of character portrayed in so many different ways, different races, different genders. Um, but specifically with, with film, um, it's going to be a lot more important to know this. It's to know, are you much, at this moment, and it, it, the type will change as time passes. But at this moment, are you a college student? Like, do you, would you come off as a college student if someone saw you on screen? Would you come off as um, as a um, teacher, as a mom, as a uncle, as a son, um, as the Lone Ranger cop? You know, or ooh, the loose cannon, a loose cannon cop, <laughs> loose cannon cop. <laughs> um, or do you come off as the nerd, as as the stoner, as the um, as the unabashed? ungrateful little shit you know like yeah 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 understand your type know your type and when you play your type that's where you're going to really start getting roles mm. um for me i'm at right now the beginning of a weight loss journey but uh when i first started doing this i was a lot bigger um and for me i wasn't willing to accept being fat but within um these roles I started getting cast as the big guy. Mm. I was getting cast as the the kind friend who, um, you know, like the the funny guy. You were the, getting typecasted. I was getting typecasted mm. specifically as the big guy. Yeah. And at first, I was like, man, you know, I keep on getting cast as being fat. Like, like why? Like, how can I change this? And I was like, well, one, I can lose weight, <laughs> <laughs> and two, I can also accept that until I do lose that weight, this is where I am. Um, and, and I've gotten a lot of roles specifically because I was overweight and I'm not saying I'm not advocating being overweight. I'm just saying <laughs> that, that no matter if you're a nerd, no matter if you're black, white, Asian, Indian, any race, any gender, there are roles for you out there. Mm. And for me with how I looked, um, I wasn't getting the the romance Ryan Gosling roles, but I was getting good work, fun work. Um, and not to say that, like, just because you look one way or another, you can't play that romance part, but it's just, you don't have to shoot for being the lead every single time. Hmm. You Which know? we learned is not always the funnest yeah. role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll leave you with just one last story, and it, it's one that really inspired me, and it's the story of... Um, what I've heard about Ben Platt. I don't know if you guys know who Ben Platt is, but he was in um, Pitch Perfect as the nerdy magic roommate to the to the lead guy, which looks like such a fun role, by the way. <laughs> um, and uh, he also originated the role of um, Evan Hansen and Dear Evan Hansen. Um, 
Now, this guy, he originally auditioned for a show called Dogfight, uh, which is about um, these military guys, and they, they, you know, lose people in the war and come back, and they have to deal with PTSD, and it, it's a really emotional show. Um, and he auditioned for one of the soldiers. Now, that, mind you, Ben Platt is the kind of guy who played the magic-loving yeah, yeah. nerd in this movie, it's hard to imagine him in that role. Mm-hmm. He auditioned for it, and it's really great that he did, because when you audition for things, mm-hmm. um, people remember you. Yeah. And if you do a good audition, if you have a nice attitude, even if you're not what they're looking for, if you did really well, they'll remember you for next time. And so that's exactly what happened. Um, wow. Uh, Pasek and Paul are the... Uh, they created the music for Greatest Showman. They created the music for... Um, uh, dogfight and they also created this show called dear evan hansen and when they were writing it they were like you know what we need to bring ben platt in at which point they called him up and said hey we have a role for you can you come in and read for it so he went in he read and um they fell in love with him and he created he originated that role wow um which basically means that he was the first to play it on broadway um, mm. And essentially, the characters going forward after that based were based off of his him, initial, his acting, his mm. interpretation, everything. And yeah, and he plays a total nerd in that show. Um, but because he was able to accept that type inside of him, he was able to accept that the nerd isn't a bad role to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he became very, very successful very fast. And now those are the roles that I see him playing in in film and in theater and all that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's kind of where I'm going to leave you there. Nice. Uh, so if people want to, uh, find you or. Yeah. What's your social, you man? Social media. How can they follow you? Um, great question. The Jacob Gunter, uh, T H E Jacob Gunter with just a T no H. Uh, the, the Jacob Gunter, that's going to be the best way to find me. Uh, um, Instagram okay. is going to be the, platform platform of choice at the moment as well as i'm going to start being more active on tiktok and the oh, rest so you're on tiktok forward. as well too yeah i have an account but i haven't made any videos yet so well you better by the time this comes out i will i, will, I know now now there's the pressure <laughs> <laughs> question um you have any fame like in terms of getting recognized because of your instagram oh uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> so Tony, the guy I was telling you earlier, he got me involved um, from Brave Maker. Um, he got me involved in a Bethlehem AD uh-huh. thing, like a really great in- immersive performance uh, where you kind of understand how, you know, it was just for Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, how Jesus came to be. And I played the role of both a, uh, a King Herod's page in King Herod. <laughs> And as I was as I was playing King Herod, I played on two different nights. As I was playing King Herod, um, someone was like, "Are you the Jacob Gunter?" <laughs> so you got <laughs> from <get> Instagram, <laughs> and I was like, "Mind you, you had to stay in character." <laughs> oh, so you had to stay in character the yeah, whole time. I had to stay oh. in character, so I couldn't say, "That's me." How did you know? Like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Meet, meet meet someone. Cause I did not know who she was. Oh, it was uh, a girl. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't know who she was. Never seen her before in my life. But she was like, "Are you the Jacob Gunter?" And I was like. What is this Instagram you speak of? You know, like, <laughs> like I, because I couldn't say like. Yeah. Oh, and internally, yeah, you, know, you were yeah. like, 
I was like, ah, like a ball of fire. Like, yeah, hey, that's so cool. Like, someone recognized me. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, that's uh, cool. So at the Jacob Gunter on Instagram. The Jacob Gunter question. We referenced um, 13 Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. What's the timestamp? What season? What episode? Oh, people can watch. Um, it is season two, episode seven. Um, I forgot the minutes. I think it was like 27 minutes in. What's it's the, scene? the second it's rally scene. Okay, I'm second. Blue. What are you wearing? Uh, I'm. Oh, what's Not, up? Much. <laughs> Not much. Not much. This is we our, our adult side. Yeah, of there film. you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. I'm. So you'll see that the camera will pan to Clay. Yeah. Um, and it pans from the audience to Clay, and then it pans back, and the audience is gone because it's a flashback. Uh, when the audience is panning to him, I'm the last one standing um at the end of the audience clapping and cheering oh that's I'm wearing cool. a jacket um so, so i'm like super easy to spot and then also you see me um a few minutes later when they're hanging up a memorial for someone i'm not gonna say who no yeah, spoilers yeah, yeah, yeah but they're hanging up a memorial for someone and you see me walking away in the background with a black backpack mm, that's so cool i was super cool to be able to get like chosen for that little second part cause yeah like three or four actors got chosen for that extra that's yes. awesome well, um, check it out 13 reasons why what sorry say to repeat it again um, episode no season two episode seven episode seven um second rally scene awesome at the jacob well thank you jacob um thank I, you that's great and if you guys do see him out in the wild either acting or just passing by on the street or heck even uh at the restaurant go ahead and uh post a picture with him of yes. you with him yep and tag F2F podcast on Instagram go. and also the Jacob Gunter because uh, we we'd love to see those uh, we'd love to see those videos and see how you guys uh, find him and hundred percent yeah go ahead and stalk him I, I don't think ooh. he has have you had your your first stalker yet well I think he's about to with this lady that <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him at my restaurant outside my house so <laughs> quick surprise this is our tenth episode see so. Thank you for being on our 10th episode. This is a milestone for us. So. It is. And I believe you are actually our first, first interview. interview. Yeah, I mean, so. well, we had Milson Junkie up in the house not long ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks, man. I think this is, a, this is a big opportunity for us. And I think, you know, having Breaking Ground, especially with you and telling your experiences as an actor, I think is huge too. And I think people want to listen to it. So um, glad to have you on. I wish you nothing but continued success and you know what i know you'll continue to be successful just listening to you talk so and then uh when you become super famous you can come back onto the podcast and we can ask you all (laughs) these questions Mm -hmm. again and a little before and and after yeah Yeah. exactly and then they'll probably be in another tv show or in a big production yeah Yeah. and then see if people are still saying like oh yeah that's nice there's someone out there that's like all right, who are you? I'm like, yeah, I was the, I'm the lead in like <laughs> the major. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't listen to that. <laughs> uh, so once again, uh, it's the Jacob Gunter in Instagram. If you guys have not, please subscribe to our podcast. We are anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple. Tune in. Tune in. Stitcher. Google, Google podcast podcast. Oh, We're boy. pretty much anywhere. Just Google Google fight to finish or go on our Instagram at F2F podcast. Uh, use the link Follow tree us on Instagram. and then it's all there. Yeah. Thank you for listening guys. Appreciate it. Till next time.